T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You a Billie Eilish fan, Tommy? Um, I only know a couple of songs, but um, sure. Are you? I, yeah, I'm. I'm the same way. I, it's like an undecided. Like I hear some like this, and I'm like, yeah, this has a really cool vibe to it, right? But I don't know yeah. enough of it to really get a good take on it. But I definitely get it. Like I get why people think she's so cool as a musician. Yeah. In my in my former life, um, I was in music radio, top forty right. radio. I did that for a long time, and so I was way up in everything that was going on in pop music and all of that. Um, and I'm not anymore, and it's it's kind of refreshing. Like I don't even I don't really know. Yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, I know this song, but I, I don't pay attention to it like I used to. I, I'm the same way. Uh, I still can't believe you don't think Miley Cyrus is cool uh, in this stage of her life. I never said she okay. wasn't cool. I just said she's not a rock star. I. Th- I think by today's terms, she is, because I don't know that we still have. Like, we used the band Jet, right, to intro this show. Um, and that, at the time, was a, like, rock and roll. We don't really have new rock and roll bands, at least that are in the mainstream anymore, right? You have alternative, and you sort of have the the pop a little bit. I mean, Dolly Parton's about to put out a rock and roll album. And I love Dolly Parton, but, like... Who, who are the great new up-and-coming true rock and roll bands? I'm just not sure that that genre is is in a state right now of having those. I'm just not sure that you can use that as a justification to say that Miley Cyrus is a rock star. That's my that's my only point. Well, I rock mean, stars the, are more— the, abs- the absence of having rock stars— does not mean that you just like start letting anybody be a rock no, star. No, I, I think so. Let me let me let me clarify this. Rock star is a more general term. When I say rock star, I don't mean somebody is a rock and roll star. Rock star is a more general term used for people that are cool or good at what they do. Like you're a rock star, right? Like you, we say that to people at work all the time. 
I think in the music industry right now in general, I think of her not as a rock and roll star, but as a rock star in the sense that she's really cool and good at what she does. And what she does, whether it's rock and roll or not, it's not, I mean, it is sometimes, but not that often. It's definitely more pop, but she's really good at it and cool. She's a rock star at pop music, I guess. It's a better way to specifically explain it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank sort you for of the like, clarification on that. Sort of like Billie Eilish is. I don't think Billie sure. Eilish is as good as Miley Cyrus, but, you know, she's she's fine. I appreciate the, the sidetrack there. Uh, Tommy, do you know how pigs keep their hands clean? Oh, Lord. Um, no, I, I, I don't. Ham sanitizer. Um, Somebody stop me. I didn't have a good setup for that one, so I just yeah, going to just <laughs> cram that one in. As, I don't even know how you set that up. Yeah, hey, you can't really set that one up. Uh, okay, the Royals make a big announcement. And Thank God we're they, moving away from that. They are are coming, and apparently they're bringing back all powder blues. The the team just tweeted at the top of the hour here. We heard you, and it's a clip of all powder blues, and you know everything is all the graphics are in powder blue, and they don't give many more details. So. We're going to need details on this, so Tommy. First of all, Powder Blues for the Royals is a good decision in general terms, yes? 100%. I love the Powder Blues uh, for the Royals. I, I, you know, It takes me back to my childhood. It takes me back to George Brett and Frank White and... Uh, you know, Bo Jackson and, you know, some of these other guys from the 70s and 80s. And, you know, they did that in the early 90s, I think, up to a certain point. Takes me back to those days. Uh, and so, yeah, nostalgia is big. Uh, I'm 100% on board with it. Um, I wonder if we're talking like, because I think there's a distinction. Like, are we talking full powder blues or are we talking the baby blues that they did, that they've done for a while on top in the white pants on the bottom? Is no, it I think be the baby blues, or is it, are we going powder, powder blue? I think they're going powder, and I think it'll probably be what you know the exact color may match that, but I think what the the point is they're going to go jerseys and pants that color instead right. of just jersey. I would love it even more if there weren't already a few teams doing this, like the Rangers do this on Sundays. I think they brought back some powder blues as a full uniform, and they, they may do it more often than that. I shouldn't say just on Sundays. I don't think that I want the Royals to do this every game they're at home. I don't think. I, I think I would rather see it as a mixed-in alternate. I do really like the Royals' white uniforms. I think they're clean. They're sharp. They're to the point. Uh, they they are consistent after a few years where they weren't very consistent, right, and they mixed it up. So I do like their regular white home uniform, so I'm not sure I want to totally abandon those. And and I think that their road with the with the Kansas City block letter thing is is actually a really cool uniform too. But home— See, I don't, I don't like that one as much. I, I miss the script, Kansas City across the front. I on like the, the script better than the blocks on the road. Um, that's just my personal preference on it. Um, the, the whites are, are fine. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. My biggest thing is that, uh, there was a period of time when they moved away from the powder blues, uh, in the early nineties where, and in the Royal, the teams were really, really bad. Like, don't forget that. Like they were really bad mid nineties, late nineties, early to mid two thousands. Like they were, they were bad for a long time. The uniforms were really bad too, during those times. Um, like I yeah. remember the years where they went, they went black for a while. Like <laughs> their tops were black. 
Yeah. They had the vests for a while and yeah. the, the no sleeves and right, like right. it was it was not good for quite a while. So in my mind, this takes me back to a time when things were a lot better. Uh, and so I'm totally on board with the powder blues. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's fine. I, I'm fine with them. I just don't want them to be all the time, though. I mean, look, the most iconic, perhaps Royals videos, you know, Bo Jackson climbing the wall, George Brett yeah. coming out for the pine tar game. Those are all in those uniforms. So I, I I think that you're doing yourself a disservice right now in the current state of sports uniforms. If you're not paying tribute to those to some degree, I, again, I'm in, I'm in, I, I, I think it's a good idea. I well, just it, don't yeah. want it to be the only thing they do at home. The reason why I'm so okay with it. And I think it's the right thing to do. You mentioned the other teams that, you know, will rock the powder blues. Occasionally the Rangers do it. I know the Phillies do it as well. Yep. But going all the way back to when these were originally right. worn back in the 80s, the Royals were one of the few teams that um, actually had blue as one of their primary colors. So it made sense for them to go powder blue. Like a lot of teams did the powder blues in the early 90s or in the early 80s that didn't have blue in their color scheme whatsoever. The Phillies don't have blue in their powder, in their color scheme. Well, they did it's then, not a though. primary color for them. But yeah, I'm, they what did I'm saying then. is that that wasn't a primary color for them, right. but they wore the powder blues anyway. It became iconic when they did it, but it wasn't one part of their original uh, color scheme. Like, I think of the Blue Jays. Made sense for the Blue Jays to do powder yep. blues. Blue was a prominent color. Same thing for the Royals. So bringing it back makes a lot of sense because that's one of their primary colors. Yeah, and, and the Rangers were in that same mold. I, I think I have no problem with it because, right, it, wearing powder blue at home – it's no different than like it's the same concept as pinstripes. It's the same concept as gray on the road. Like it's just a thing that happens in baseball for some teams. So I, that that part of it's fine. Just don't lose the white because I do like the white. And when we talk about history, I also don't think you want to lose the history of the Royals going to back to back World Series in those white uniforms either. So that's important too. Don't just as long as they're just mixing and mixing it up a little bit. I'm good with it. I, I think it should be a point of excitement and. You know, for the Royals who are trying to build that excitement in a season that might not be very good, good timing for the Royals as well. Uh, all right, Tommy, let's look ahead to the college basketball weekend for the Big 12. You've got the two premier headline games in the conference featuring the two teams we pay attention to. Up first Saturday, you'll see Kansas taking on Iowa State. You'll hear it right here on the Jayhawk Radio Network. That's an 11 o'clock tip. And then you get Texas coming into Manhattan against K-State. It, it 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 seems foolish, and there may not be a correct answer here to say which of these games looms larger because in the current Big 12 standings, they're all going to loom very large. But I think just for the simple fact that K-State's on the road, uh, sorry, K-State's at home trying to avoid a three-game conference losing streak, it feels just a little bit bigger for K-State than KU's tough trip to Ames, right? Like, am I, I, I think that's the case. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, we, we talked about it earlier in the week that this game for Kansas State is got to be as close to a must win as possible. I think you get the Longhorns at home. They have a game on you in the standings. Uh, you can leave Bramlage being tied again for the Big 12 lead uh, where, you know, I think that if you lose this game against a, a talented Longhorns team that they're starting to find their stride a little bit, you lose this game, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're what, two games back in the Big 12 race, and you really feel like 
you let that lead slip through your fingertips. It wasn't that long ago the Wildcats had sole possession of first place in the Big 12. And so, yeah, you you want to try to stem that tide of the conference losing streak. Um, and, and tough games, right? You know, you're, you're playing Iowa State. You're playing KU in Allen Fieldhouse. And then, of course, you're playing Texas. Like, it's a gauntlet for sure. But I, I think that this is as close to a must-win for Jerome Tang's squad as you're going to get this year. Well, yeah, for sure. And it's not must-win. Uh, but it's really, really it badly. It really badly needs to win. Well, if, if I you th- want to if you want to win the Big Twelve outright, you can't fall two games behind Texas, and especially when you've got them at home this weekend. The only reason I, I'll say it's not must win is because I still think the possibility if K State loses to Texas, the possibility still exists that they win the Big Twelve. It just makes it really, really difficult. So it feels must win is really badly need to win is all of those things. But I do think they could lose it and still win a share or whatever of the Big 12 because there's enough games directly against these teams still left to go. Remember, we're just now, I think, one game over the halfway stretch. Uh, I'm also really interested, by the way, with Kansas State on how they respond to adversity in a losing two conference games in a row. Me too. Um, And and this is really the first kind of, uh, I would say, gut check time in Jerome Tang's tenure at Kansas State. And how do they respond? And I think if they respond at home against a top 10 Texas team uh, and and they respond resoundingly, that's going to tell you all you need to know about this Wildcat squad. Well, and we've had these, you know, moments of hyperbole throughout the season, the first this and the first that, and all that does is it's just because how much newness there was to this team. Remember they're you know, they got off to the nice start, and then they sort of laid an egg against Butler. Well, we got to see him respond to that. They did. They then went on that massive win streak before they lost again at TCU. Big loss, right? That was a bad loss. And it's like, okay, how do they respond to getting punched like that on the road? Well, they come and they beat Kansas. Uh, okay, so they respond there, right? Iowa State, tough loss on the road. You were the big dog and you lost one. How do you respond to that? They beat Florida, and then they get Kansas. Again, the Florida game's pesky because it's sort of in the way of the fact that they have lost two conference games in a row, and that is why the Texas game feels so large this weekend. Um, and, and, you know, the standings matter, but the reality is, too, for Texas, Tommy, and their run, which, again, it's a weird year because if you're a K-State fan, you sort of want Texas to be the next best team, right? So there's no threat to Jerome Tang, but... Texas is interesting. You know, they, they're trying to to even things up. Remember, Kansas State went down there and, and beat them in Austin. So, but other than that, Texas has played Oklahoma State and Texas Tech and West Virginia and Oklahoma State twice, and, you know, they beat Baylor. So they're starting to, you know, they're, they're really starting to flex a little bit, but they got two games against Kansas still to come, right? They have another one against Baylor still to come. They have another one against Iowa State still to come. They have this one coming up against Kansas State. They got a lot of games left against high quality teams. Well, so they're, you know, t- yeah, I mean, take a look at the at the standings right now. It's going to shake up a ton after tomorrow when you've got Texas with a one game lead and then four teams one game back. Um, of course, we know KU and Iowa State. One of them uh, will remain at, at three losses in the Big Twelve. The other one will drop to four. Uh, and then, of course, I wouldn't discount the possibility that TCU goes into Stillwater, goes into Gallagher tomorrow, and, you know, taking on an Oklahoma State team that Mike Boynton has got them rolling. I mean, they've won a handful of games in a row. And TCU is all kind of banged up right now. They're a game back. Um, There's going to be some some crazy shuffling and shifting in the Big 12 after tomorrow. 
Uh, totally. So we look at it, and four of the five teams at the top of the league are going to play each other. Um, and then you mentioned the other one, TCU. Yeah, it's going to shake up, and it it can't not shake up, right? Even if there's not upsets, it can't not shake up. And Texas Tech's desperate, and they finally got their win, and they got to go to Baylor, and that's a tough ask. But Tech's good. Like I'm convinced that Tech's a good team. Uh, and then Oklahoma has to go out to West Virginia, but that that game means a little bit less because those two teams we don't think are going to be in the mix for that Big Twelve title. Certainly. Well, and how about by the way, how about teams. how about Oklahoma State? I mean, they're four and five right now. Let's just say that they they get an upset over TCU uh, at home tomorrow, and let's say that Texas loses. All of a sudden, Oklahoma State is two games back of the Big 12 lead, and you've added in a seventh team, potentially, in the hunt for a Big 12 title. I don't think Oklahoma State is completely out of it at this point. They've got to get a win at home tomorrow against TCU, but man, like we could be adding an additional team in our conversation as one that could potentially win the conference. I'm going to assume here that West Virginia, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech will not like lose all of their conference games and each can get two to three more uh, conference wins the rest of the way. Right now in the net rankings, everybody's in the top 64, which is, you know, typically, you know, at 64 and 58, which is where Oklahoma, Oklahoma's at 58, Texas at 64. That's around where you start seeing bubble teams. I think that they'll have the opportunity to to win such high quality games that those numbers almost certainly come up, right? Like it's it's almost impossible for those numbers to go down, right? Because we know big wins mean more than bad losses. There won't be bad losses to be had the rest of the way for either of those teams and only opportunities for big time resume wins. I really think we're looking at the possibility here of some history in that all 10 teams could make the tournament. They're all certainly 10 tournament caliber teams, right? It's just the, the the part of the equation we don't know yet is, you know, West Virginia, look, they're 24 in the net. They're making the tournament. Oklahoma State, you just mentioned, they're 39. I don't know if we've ever seen teams. I'd have to go back and look at this stuff. But have we ever seen a team in the top 40 of the net not make the tournament? That would be as bad as we've seen. 58 and 64, a little more dicey. But those those numbers are going to get better unless they lose out, right? Those numbers are going to get better. So, I think we're entering that, you know, that part of the equation where all 10 of these teams are are deserving to get, whether they all get in or not, all 10 are going to be at least bubble teams here, which is just, it. I mean, we thought this was a possibility this yeah. year, but it's playing out that way. Hey, the other thing that's remarkable real quick is that all 10 teams in the Big 12, they all have either a winning or losing streak of one or two games. That's it. There's not a single team in the conference that has either won more than two games in a row or lost more than two games in a row right now. Uh, and and it, just tell, it tells you about the way that this conference is going to play out. It's it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Wichita State plays on Sunday at Tulsa. That is a game they absolutely need to win. I mean, that is a – you talk about must win. That's must win. You must beat Tulsa in Tulsa if you're Wichita State and bounce back and rebound well after an impressive performance against Houston and all that. 869-1240 is the number to call. Uh, this is a Friday edition of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrockton, Tommy Caster, coming back at you for another segment right after this.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.